0: Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And Malaysia's nurses are a silent force in the healthcare system. Now, they're responsible for the seamless and meticulous care uh, delivery of care to patients, not only in terms of clinical treatments, but also to ensure the administrative procedures of health services are carried out. Um, they play a key role in understanding patients' needs and providing comfort to them and their family members. But nurses in both our public and private hospitals are at a critical crossroads. They're facing challenges increasing pressure amid a strained healthcare system. So this you're listening to an episode of our public health show today um, and joining us is Dr Siti Kuzaima ahmad Sharony, head of the Centre for Nursing Studies at UITM to unpack the question of why we have insufficient nurses in our healthcare system and what we need to do uh, to train and recruit more skilled nurses and of course joining me um, on this public health segment is my co host, Azro Muhammad Khalib, CEO of the Galen Center for Health and Social Policy. How are both of you doing today?
1: Hi, thank you. Great. Doing well, thank you, Suadne.
0: And it's a it's a very uh, important topic for us to unpack at this moment. You know, it's one of the aspects of the healthcare system that we don't highlight um, as much. We talk quite often about um, doctors when we talk about human resources, but nurses are really the backbone of our healthcare system. Um, and I'll start with that. Then, um, Doctor City, you know, can you describe what role nurses play in our healthcare system and why you know they really are the backbone?
2: Yeah, um, uh, it's commonly known that uh, nurses is always caring for the patient. Yeah, um, doctors basically they will take care for the disease of the patient, while uh, nurses will uh, take care for the patient. They will um, doing the patient's activity daily living. Yeah, such as eating, bathing taking care of their hygiene, eliminating and so forth. Besides of that, basically, nurses uh, is part uh, or being role as a teacher, yeah? giving health education to the patient, as an advocator, counsellor and etc. And uh, basically known that um, nurses will start their career after they uh, graduated, yeah. In diploma or degree mm-hmm. and uh, with certain uh, years of experience in um, various departments such as in uh, critical care or in uh, orthopedic ward, pediatric and other and others.
0: Mm. And you touched on that um, and I want to expand upon that point you made, Doctor City, about the the areas that they work in, you know, because nurses are not a homogenous group. What kind of specialisation and upskilling do nurses or can nurses undergo which make them invaluable, especially in these different um, settings? And basically, after
2: certain years of experience, yeah, those nurses can pursue their study in uh, post-basic training, for example, or advanced diploma, or degree, masters, PhD, postdoc, and uh, other training, special training, and uh, the training basically are uh, depending on their uh, areas that they interest to, such as. Um, obstetric and gynecology, psychiatric, yeah, cardiology, or in critical care, uh, pediatry, oncology, and many more. And they can also become, besides of being a nurse uh, in a industry, they can also become uh, an educator. For example, in university or as uh, become a researcher.
0: Dr. City, you're based in UITM, so maybe could you describe what um, describe the centre for nursing studies there? You know, what kind of courses and training do you then provide from that educator's perspective?
2: Okay thank you. Uh, basically in UITM we do offer several courses. Diploma where we offered in uh, two branches in Sarawak campus in Kota Kota Samarahan and also in Bertam in Penang yeah. And in Puncak Alam campus we offer for Bachelor of Nursing. Um which we offer by full-time mode and part-time mode and also we do have offer masters by coursework specialized in critical care nursing and women's health uh, we do have master by research also phd and basically we produce at around 200 students per year
0: mm. Mm. So, where do these students usually go once they graduate? Do they go into the public healthcare system or do they go the private route?
2: For the diploma, they can apply to work in a public sector or in government. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, for the degree students, they will work in private hospital or they can work abroad such as in Germany, in the UK, Singapore, Dubai and uh, (laughs) other countries.
0: Mm, so there are really many options that nursing students have once they finish their degree. Yes,
2: yes, definitely.
0: Mm. So if we look at the current um situation here in Malaysia, right, how would you describe um the situation that we are seeing with nurses in our public healthcare system uh, in our entire healthcare system? You know, how many nurses do we have in the country and where are they found when we look at the public-private divide?
2: Actually, uh uh, to be frank, I don't have the exact number for the, I mean, I, I don't have that data, which I believe uh, the Ministry of Health or the uh, Malaysian Medicine Board do have that uh, such number, but I'm not so sure why uh, we still can't get the exact number. Uh, maybe they, they, they're they not ready to share to the public yet.
1: Uh, maybe this is where it, it's good to uh, to have a discussion about that, really. I mean, uh you know, we've been told from the Ministry of Health as well. Um, I think it was just last year that uh, Malaysia is actually uh, seeing a projection of a shortfall of around uh, 8,000 nurses uh, in Malaysia for uh, last year and this year. And basically, when you look at the number of, of nurses that we actually need, we are actually less than what is supposed to be. I think the most recent report that we've seen from the Ministry of Health Uh, shows currently our ratio, I think around, what, 33 nurses per 10,000 population. I think well below the average of what we should be, which is around 92 nurses per 10,000. So, you know, basically, uh, we are estimated to need, by next year, around 110,000 nurses. But we actually only have around 78,000 nurses uh, in the public sector. Uh, as of, I think, last year. So we are definitely falling short uh, of the numbers that we are actually needing uh, for nurses, both in the public and private. I think, Dr. CT, we heard um, a couple of years ago that even in the private sector, we, you know, we, we assume all the nurses, you know, if they leave the public sector, they go into the private sector. But even today, the private sector is actually having a shortfall of nurses themselves. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true, Dr.?
2: Yeah, I do agree with that and uh, it happens to not only in public hospital but also in private hospital. So actually some of uh, these nurses, they uh, get better salary or better offer from the overseas. So they, uh, the the turnover rate is uh, increasing now and whereby um if they if they work in overseas, such as in uh, Singapore or in Saudi, yeah, they can get more salary as compared to this country. Mm.
0: How is that shortfall impacting patient care here in Malaysia? Than when we see both the public and private healthcare struggling to cope with the lack of nurses.
2: Yeah, of course. With the limited number of staff, we believe that it will reduce the quality uh, of care, yeah, uh, the standard of care. So this uh, patient, yeah, uh, so they at risk uh, for negligence or malpractice because the upper the, the burdens of nurses and the the workload of the nurses itself. So uh, the patient might have risk to get. Uh, delayed treatment or untreat, untreated yeah so and also the wrong medication for example and maybe they will uh, risk to uh, for negligence yeah such in uh, communication for example verbal or non-verbal and also the impact to the staff itself yeah so the burden of the staff yeah exhaustion yeah distress yeah uh, will impact their quality of life also to the staff yeah and uh, that's uh, one of the reasons yeah? they, they, they resigned and changed their career and moved to overseas yeah? for better salary yeah? and also uh, job satisfaction. So
1: it's correct to say then, Doctor, that the lack of nurses has a direct impact on the ability and the quality of care that is being provided to patients not just in the public hospitals or public clinics, but also in the private setting as well. And that it would mean that with fewer nurses, the likelihood of there being um, harm, perhaps, uh, perhaps even inability to deliver services are affected. Is that correct to say that then?
2: Um, I'm not saying that it's 100% that can impact to the Uh, I mean, the standard of care, but uh, there is a percentage that contributes to the service system and the quality of uh, care. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that is 100%, but it might contribute to that um, issues and problem.
0: Hmm. All right, we'll go for a quick break now and continue this discussion. When we come back, you're listening to an episode of our Public Health Series. And joining us today is Dr Siti Kuzaima Ahmad Sharoni, Head of the Centre for Nursing Studies at the Faculty of Health Sciences, University Technology, Mara, and my co-host, Azrul Muhammad Khalib, CEO for the Galen Centre for Health and Social Policy. We'll be right back after a quick break. So keep it here on Health and Living, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And you're listening to an episode of our public health series. And joining me as co-host is Azra Muhammad Kaleb, CEO of the Galen Centre for Health and Social Policy. And today we're talking about how Malaysia's nurses are the backbone of our healthcare services and the challenges um, that the nursing profession is facing here in Malaysia. And so to share some insights on this topic today, um, our guest is Dr. Siti Kuzai Amar Charoni, Head of the Centre for Nursing Studies at the Faculty of Health Sciences, University of Technology, Mara. Um, Dr. Siti, turning towards the training aspect, right, what have you seen in terms of the gaps in training and supply of nursing graduates?
2: Okay, thank you for the question. I would say that uh, we, we produce a number of students yearly, but the demand is uh, higher especially when we start to open more hospitals, yeah, and more department and also we need to cater the demands from the public, yeah, uh, because nowadays, yeah, people or public currently more aware on their, I mean, um, care, yeah, their own, uh, their own care. So, uh, to cater that demand sometimes um, with a uh, quite number of nurses quit and resign, so, Uh, There is an issue there. Uh, We need to uh, take this as a concern for this issue.
0: Mm. UITM is one of those training institutions, but how many other public and private training institutions for nurses do we have in Malaysia? And is this really enough? Because you said we have a shortage, we have more demand than supply. And basically, in.
2: by the government itself yeah, we have ILKKM Institute Latihan Kementerian Kesihatan Malaysia that uh, train uh, for diploma uh, holder yeah for nurses and also they uh, provide uh, basic yeah uh, post basic courses for um, post diploma nurses and also in public university, as I know that we have eight public universities that offer nursing program, uh, which are UITM, uh, University Malaya, UKM, UPM, USM, yeah? and then IIUM, UNIZA, UNIMAS, and also University Malaysia Sabah. And also we have uh, some in private university, yeah? such as in U, yeah? IMU, MSU, KPJ, Asunta, UCSI, OUM, uh, Lincoln and many more. Eh? Mm. So I think uh, with the numbers of college and universities, yeah, it should uh, uh, can cater the number of uh, nurses for the service to the industry.
0: So why are we still seeing a shortage then? Is it because these graduates are being poached abroad immediately after they graduate?
2: Okay. First of all, maybe because of uh, salary, first thing, yeah, and then uh, some of the nurses after they work few few years, yeah, they lack of interest, yeah, maybe because of, um, as you know, that this career dominated by female, and also maybe they married and um resign yeah so they focus to take care of their family yeah and also maybe because of the work environment itself yeah the um, work, workplace violence for example mm-hmm. and then forced to work double duty and then um, maybe some of them uh, having certain condition for example uh, as you know that nurses also is a human being right so maybe they have um uh, being diagnosed with certain illness or uh, others, yeah. But uh, most, uh, I think, uh, another uh, factors such as maybe yeah, they are not keen to work in a shift duty, mm. uh, on-call, or uh, maybe during the weekend, and maybe they feel underpaid, yeah.
1: Well, doctor, you know, many of the factors that that you mentioned just now go towards ordinary conditions in work. Wherever, it doesn't matter whether it's in the hospital, clinic, or in an office setting, or even over there in the studio of BFM, you know, it, it covers pretty much, you know, I mean, people are human beings, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the issue here really, when you look at the reasons why, uh, apparently in Malaysia, we have 3,000 to 4,000 um, nurses graduating uh, each year annually and obviously there is now a gap as you say you know in terms of demand and and need so the the reality in malaysia is is that nurses are thought to be a almost like infinite supply line. you know when last year when the ministry of health indicated that it might be open to bringing in foreign nurses the 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 response from the public was quite immediate, you know, people thought, what about our locals, you know, where are they, you know, why are we not giving a chance for our locals to work, you know, and so so forth, so on, right? So, uh, there is this maybe uh, unrealistic belief that we have enough nurses coming out from our uh, institutions and colleges and so forth. So, I, I put i i ask you uh, doctor do we have enough nurses coming out graduating basically uh, never mind the working conditions yet but those graduating today do we have enough to meet them
2: actually uh, as you know that um we are producing not only diploma but we are producing the degree holder and um, currently uh, the 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 number of Warren, yeah, for degree holder, I mean, in public sector for you, 41 is very, very limited. So, uh, yeah. for for these um, issues, I mean, for this reason, yeah, uh, some of the nurses, yeah, they work in um, uh, private sectors and uh, they're starting to compare after a few months or few years of uh, work yeah in that particular hospital they start comparing uh, their salary and the uh, quality or job satisfaction that's why yeah they start to move or uh, quit uh, and move to the to overseas yeah to mm. get better salary
0: but really it's that misconception right people um, I mean the average Malaysian thinks we're churning out um, nursing graduates on a yearly basis but clearly the numbers um, that we see MOH occasionally um, giving out show that it's not enough Um, what you see from the training perspective is not enough Um, Earlier, Douglas City, you mentioned that, you know, we don't have, we can't easily access these numbers from MOH or the Malaysian Nursing Board, even though they do have these numbers. So what kind of data would you like to see then when it comes to, to help us better understand the gaps and the needs? What kind of data do you think should be made publicly available?
2: i think we should know uh we should receive data the exact number um nurses in malaysia i mean in public sector and also in private sector so that we can have awareness yeah what should uh, be done yeah by the not only the government but also from the stakeholder yeah the, from the um university yeah i mean uh, academic institution as well as uh from the um industry yeah so that um I think we can uh, try to reduce this um, problem uh, together.
0: Mm. So then speaking of addressing these problems, then if we look at some short-term solutions, right, um, I want to address something that made the news quite a bit recently. Now, according to uh, Code Blue, there was an internal directive within MOH to transfer nurses from um, specialist clinics to wards. I mean, I think for a lot of people, they might not really understand what is happening there. Um, MOH described that as a quote-unquote strategic mobilisation or workforce optimization exercise. I guess from your perspective, could you share um, how how this move impacts nurses and patients is it beneficial or could it affect nursing work and patient care
2: okay uh actually the the purpose yeah or the direction yeah from the the, the MOH is to cater yeah, uh, the number of workload, uh, workload of staff in the ward but um besides that yeah we we need to see this uh issue as a whole yeah mm-hmm. and uh for example, yeah, uh, some of the nurses yeah, who work in clinic, yeah, for example, for 10 years, yeah, they no longer practice in the ward and um, lost touch yeah, of mm-hmm. the clinical work. yeah, I can say that. And we consider the clinic is, uh, I consider that it's like duty area. And basically, we place nurses who have um, commitment. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, For example, single mother, maybe they have... Um, by age, yeah. Uh, uh, By age, they are quite senior. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe some of them being diagnosed with um, certain condition, yeah. Uh, For instance, sleep disease or maybe they have knee problem, arthritis, yeah. So, uh, or maybe they have being referred to the psychiatric, yeah for the uh, stress or depression so we need to consider uh this yeah before we send our nurses to work uh, in chief yeah and also in a clinical maybe they are not keen yeah or not uh lost touch yeah with the i mean operating the machine yeah and taking care for the patient in what
0: Mm. It's not as straightforward as just telling nurses to work to change their working location, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. We need to consider uh, the the capability of the nurses itself. Okay.
1: Uh, but doctor, we again going back to the earlier uh, point just now concerning the uh, workplace environment uh, does play a major role in this, right? I mean, people don't go into a profession or occupation. Uh, with the expectation that uh, it's going to be all easy. I mean, especially in the healthcare space, you know, it's quite tough. People know. I mean, everybody who has been to a clinic or hospital can see what kind of workload, and definitely a nurse coming into that environment will know what they have to expect. So uh, how much does the workplace environment play a role? Because in our public hospitals today, especially in the clinics, you can see that the workload has increasingly become much, much, much more of a burden compared to maybe 20 years ago. Uh, More Malaysians are are falling ill, sick. There are more people uh, who are waiting, who are in wards, who are sick, uh, who need uh, the kind of care that that nurses uh, are able to help provide. So there is also, we have, Uh, reported incidences of even harassment uh, in uh, the workplace setting. Um, There's been abuse, uh, uh, lack of respect even of nurses, and I think that's one of the key issues also that has been uh, indicated to us as to why nurses leave, uh, not just in terms of the uh, public or private sector here in Malaysia, but also Malaysia as a whole. They go to other countries because they feel that nurses as a profession, as a professional, is less respected and regarded highly in the Malaysian healthcare setting. So they go somewhere, you know, where they can be, not just, it's not about the money. It's basically what I'm saying here. It's also about how the dignity and respect that is owed to nurses. I mean, isn't that true, Doctor?
2: Yes, uh, I agree with uh, this statement. And as you know, that working with sick people is not easy. Yeah? Mm. So we are facing... Uh, people with distress, yeah, with the stressful environment, and we're facing with the difficult emergency situation. As you know that, uh, nurses, yeah, uh, the nursing job is known as uh, the T uh, difficult and distress, yeah. So as compared uh, to the other position or job, yeah. So uh, we are facing with this kind of uh, stress, yeah, uh, and also. Um, not only yeah, the harassment uh, from the patients, maybe from the family member, from other colleagues also yeah, and also the, I mean, um, not all but maybe uh, the small percentage of bullying yeah, between seniors and juniors nurses and from the management.
0: Mm. So then, another solution that has been brought in is instead to you know to fill in the gaps um, of nurses leaving our country is to bring in nurses from other countries instead to bring in foreign nurses. And MOH has recently um, exempted foreign nurses from needing post basic qualification to work in Malaysia. Um, this exemption is only from October first last year to September thirtieth um, this year in twenty twenty four. What do you make of this move, Doctor City? And is that short time frame? Is that one year? enough considering that you know the nurses that come in still has to take the nursing board exam
2: yeah uh, i heard that some of private hospital but i'm not so sure uh, of the government hospital that uh, they start taking uh, foreign nurses especially from philippines to to work here but the number is uh, still small because we have the certain regulation which i think not more than i i think Five percent or ten percent yeah i'm not so sure about that but uh to to work here uh they need to take uh we call it as a tpc yeah temporary practice license yeah so that they can uh practice yeah or uh giving treatment to the patient here
0: Um, The other uh, short-term, I guess, solution that has been brought up is that MOH would be employing trainee nurses whose diplomas were sponsored directly by the ministry um, and ending the freeze on private nursing colleges. And as you mentioned, we have quite a few um, already in the country. So I guess this looks to increase the number of um, nursing um, colleges in the country. But if nurses are leaving the country, is increasing the number of um, training colleges addressing the problem at all?
2: Okay, that is uh, not a direct uh, solution or mm. answer because when we want to open the training centre or we want to develop or open a new programme, we need to undergo uh, certain uh, procedures yeah, and we need to get approval from the Malaysian Qualification Agency, for example, and from the... Malaysian Nursing Board. eh? Uh, We need to get uh, approval from the Senate of the University or the colleges. So, um, opening a new uh, college uh, or a new program in nursing is uh, good but however, we need to consider other factors to cater the number of nurses in Malaysia eh? uh, besides of training and producing new nurses and we need to consider how to retain the nurses in a hospital
1: or in a industry let me add on here Uh, you know definitely in terms of improving working conditions in uh, the uh, hospital in the clinic both in the public and private sector definitely uh, there is a need to also increase on the availability of nurses that are graduating today but it is and let me try to to uh, add on to what Dr. Steve mentioned just now, it is more than just about increasing the number of private nursing colleges. It's also about uh, encouraging people to join the nursing profession as well. Uh, Malaysia, even when it was called Malaya before pre-medica, Malaysian nurses, uh, nurses have been a, a, a profession that a lot of people would go into because it's a no, noble profession. It's uh, a profession where there is uh, the ability to help, but also a form of social mobility. And, you know, so um, it's amazing when you watch some of the old P. Romney movies, you can see nurses appear quite, quite often there. And the thing is, is that one thing that has happened uh, over the past several years has been the increase of private nursing colleges, but fewer public nursing colleges. And I think that's a very important distinction here because... With more private nursing colleges, um, it requires them to have more money to, to join in and take that course. Whereas, if you were having more public nursing colleges, nursing institutions, then you don't have to have a lot of money to take up nursing as a, as a course and as a profession. Mm-hmm. So a lot of nurses that we have in Malaysia come from the lower income uh, bracket and it's an opportunity for especially uh, what dr Steve mentioned just now women to also help improve on their social mobility mm-hmm. and also as a way to gain um, a more upward uh, standing in terms of their social status and so also help provide for their uh, family so when you have more nursing colleges that are private it actually closes the door for the type of young woman who wants to aspire to become a nurse coming from that uh, income bracket. So it doesn't solve anything, really, so mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, doctor, because it actually means that only people with means, with money, can join uh, those nursing colleges. And we need to increase more opportunity for public nursing uh, institutions to be more readily available. And unfortunately, over several years ago, these were closed, whereas the private sector increased in terms of nursing colleges.
0: Hmm. So to add on to what Azharul said, then Dr. Siti, what would you like to see in terms of long-term solutions to continue elevating the nursing profession and to retain nurses, as you said?
2: Okay, uh, actually to uh, how to improve the nursing profession in Malaysia, I would say that uh, from an academic perspective, uh, I think I would suggest that to have a minimum qualification yeah, of a bachelor degree in nursing yeah, as a starting career for this profession. Yeah. So, uh, from that, nurses can be more recognized locally and internationally so actually uh, we we aim that our nursing practitioner yeah, can provide excellent yeah, nursing intervention yeah in uh, involved in primary secondary and tertiary care and actually um, nurses who have a bachelor of a bachelor degree yeah, or master degree yeah, in a public hospital yeah some of them yeah, still yeah hold the position of u29 so i hope that the public yeah, can recognize the nursing with degree holders so that they can have the better opportunity yeah, to get salary at uh, their proper qualification I mean the degree they should have the uh, receive salary yeah, uh, mm. standard to uh, as a bachelor degree yeah. so uh, the the offer should equivalent yeah, with their academic qualification so I hope that uh, the, the the all sectors yeah not only the government I mean the stakeholder can apa, look into these issues so that it can motivate nurses yeah, so that they can improve themselves and also they can um, have uh, the more, I mean, uh, self-satisfaction yeah, to, to serve for our public and a nation.
0: Mm. Recognition and remuneration are two big um, points there, mm. uh, as you highlighted, mm, exactly. isn't it, Dr. City? Mm. Because that's what's pulling them abroad. So we need to make sure that, yes. that that's available here. Mm. What about in terms of training capacity, Dr. City? You, you work at one of the um, public universities that offer these courses. I guess, do you, and as, uh, as you know, Azra was talking about it earlier, do you want to see more public universities offering courses then?
2: Yes. Uh, actually, currently, uh, eight public universities offering, a uh, nursing program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, at the bachelor degree diploma, yeah, up to PhD, and which I believe that um, many more universities, yeah, not only in public but in private, yeah, they they are planning to, to open, yeah, uh, the nursing program in future.
0: To wrap up, then, um, Doctor City, you know, looking at this bigger picture of the nursing profession, that why from from your years of experience, why is it important for us to support nurses, and and how will it ultimately affect Malaysians' health, right, and our disease burden if we don't continue to prop up this profession?
2: Okay, thank you. So, uh, to to in summary, yeah, as we know that nurses is a backbone of the healthcare and the number of nurses, yeah, larger as compared to other healthcare uh, workers. So, I hope that uh, to uh, cater the demand and t- to reduce the turnover of the nurses, yeah. So we need uh, attention, yeah, from public, yeah, uh, from the stakeholder, yeah, from the industry, yeah, and uh, to relook, yeah these issues yeah this crisis yeah so so that we can uplift the standard of nursing service uh the to to improve the nursing I mean the nursing profession itself yeah and as parallel to the medicine yeah and other healthcare group yeah so I hope that the um, uh intention yeah from the Ministry of higher education and also the ministry of Health also uh we, we hope that to see yeah, the potential yeah, excellence in uh
0: nursing profession. And Azrul, what would you like to see?
1: Well, definitely, I think as, the, as a profession, I totally agree with Dr. Siti that we need to um, strengthen uh, how we uh, regard nursing as a professional um, uh, in the healthcare space. Uh, definitely, we need to have uh, role models, champions that we can identify and uphold. And it's not, as Dr. City mentioned earlier, it's not just about the doctors. It's also about everybody else who are part of a team, mm. making sure that uh, patient care is able to be provided and a nurse is a critical, vital member of that team. And it's important for people to know this because uh, the only regard that people tend to have it seems, oh, nurses take care of patients at the ward, the assistant, to the doctor, only drawing blood and all these other things. But in reality, they are far more and much more vital. That's why other countries are taking out yes, nurses. Yes, I
0: think that that itself <laughs> should serve as a big signal of how important exactly. nurses are.
1: Yeah, the fact that other nurses, sorry, other countries are taking Malaysian nurses, and this includes the UK, Australia, uh, Ireland, European countries, even Indonesia and, and Australia. They recognize the worth of Malaysian nurses. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that we need to do better. We need to give a clear reason for our nurses to stay in country, and most importantly, we need to address their concerns, issues, and problems. And it's not just about greener pastures over the other side of the hill. It's about the working conditions here in Malaysian healthcare, and that includes both public and private. We need to listen to our nurses and address their concerns and try to meet their needs.
0: All right and on that note thank you both so much. I've been speaking to Azro Mama Khalib, CEO of the Galen Center for Health and Social Policy, uh, as my co-host on this episode of the of our public health series and joining us today Dr. Siti Kuzaima Ahmad Sharony, head of the Center for Nursing Studies at the Faculty of Health Sciences, University Technology Mara. I'm Lim Suan and this has been Health and Living BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast